Welcome, everyone, to episode 489 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Today's topic, we are talking about the Xbox and Bethesda merger. This this was, like, set in stone, what was it, earlier last week, uh, or middle of last week. Uh, it, they had, like, purchased, but it had to be approved in various uh, various countries, uh, make sure the, the antitrust laws and all that stuff, and, and it... it, it cleared its last hurdle recently so we're going to be talking about our thoughts on that and and the details behind that a little bit more for this week's episode and uh yeah what do you got to tease for later on the episode will uh i'll be talking about my full thoughts on days gone um and then i started a couple games i think one of them being bowser's fury but i think we're going to do an episode on it next week so yeah i do want to do an episode of bowser's fury i only ended up playing like maybe 30 minutes of it uh, so maybe we'll give first impressions. Maybe not. We'll see when the time I'll, comes. But honestly, I think I might hold off because okay. I think it's only like a. I think on the high end, if you do everything like eight hours long, it's short. So, yeah, it's definitely um, short. I'll probably just wait until we want to do a full episode, and if we don't, then I'll talk about it. But uh, that and starting some other games too. So okay, uh, yeah. To tease for later, I'm going to be talking about the new Fortnite season, which started very early this morning. Uh, me and my my daughter played a couple rounds earlier, so we'll talk about that. Uh, I played a few rounds first thing this morning, too, and then uh, we, we played our duos uh, shortly before we started this episode. So I will be talking about Fortnite Season 6. So let's get started, nice. Will. What do you got for us? Yeah, so uh, we mentioned, I think back in September, uh, at the end of September was when it got kind of... I don't know if it leaked or got announced that uh, Microsoft was going to be buying Bethesda and ZeniMax for $7.5 billion. So uh, I feel like we kind of brushed over talking about it, but it's kind of a big deal the more that I like look into it because, I mean, Bethesda is a household name in the gaming industry. Um, and for them and all of their parent companies like uh, Obsidian, ID, all of those to be now purchased by microsoft i feel like it's going to have a huge ripple effect on a lot of the industry um for a lot of differing ways so i felt like because now it's official we should kind of talk more about it um and i'm gonna start off by reading some of phil spencer's quotes because i think being me being able to read them and then us being able to talk about it will give us more clarity on like what's going on exactly so Mm -hmm. uh, at a round table that happened earlier in this week um Phil Spencer has said, obviously I can sit here and every Bethesda game is an Xbox exclusive because we know that's not true. Uh, There's a contractual obligation that we're going to see through. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go and support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players and we love these communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms uh, that we'll go and do. Uh, but if you're an Xbox customer, the thing is, I want you to know that this is about delivering ga- great exclusive games for you on platforms such as Game Pass and where Game Pass exists. Uh, that's our end goal, and that's why we're doing this. That's the root of the partnership, and we're building, and a creative capability we'll be able to bring to the market for Xbox customers, and it's going to be great. Uh, all of that, yada, yada, yada. So 
taking away from this, it's so the first thing that I took away from this is Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are staying PS5 exclusives. Um, just from reading, he's talking about that they're sticking to the contractual obligations they already have. So uh-huh. uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which is supposed to be out at the end of this year, and Deathloop, which is coming out in May, are going to be sticking to the PlayStation Sony platforms, which I think is good news for um, Sony, because the last thing you would want to see is for that to change right underneath everyone who has pre-ordered these games already for uh, the Sony for that to happen and have them go exclusive. I feel like that is bad business. Um, he also goes on to say that there's communities of players and that they love the communities and they're going to take into account legacy and the contractual obligations for the different platforms. So it sounds like to me, not every single game is going to be exclusive to Microsoft and game pass because I don't know if legacy, they mean games like fallout 76 and Elder scrolls online, or if probably stuff that's been out for a while, I would think. Yeah. Well, it also makes me wonder if, do they mean legacy like elder scrolls? Cause that is a legacy. There are a lot of gamers who own playstations is elder scrolls considered a legacy that they want to keep going on multiple platforms because yeah. reading all of this, it sounds to me, Starfield's going to be full on exclusive to Microsoft because yeah there's been no announcement really of it other than it's being developed. We haven't seen anything yet. We haven't done pre-orders for it on PlayStation. No platforms that's been announced on. So to me, it sounds like Starfield is going to be a full on PC Xbox exclusive. Um, But after that, like what does the next fallout do? What does the next elder scrolls do? Are they going to be on game pass and then come to PlayStation at some point? I'm kind of interested. I I mean, I, I obviously don't know, but I do know that the, the, Gaming community, uh, the people I follow on Instagram are largely PlayStation gamers, a lot more PlayStation gamers than Xbox gamers, and a lot of them are definitely concerned that uh, some of their favorite franchises will not be coming to the, you know, future games of their favorite franchises will not be coming to PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no way to know right now, but they are worried about the fallouts and the the Elder Scrolls games, maybe even Doom. I don't know. Uh, stuff yeah, like that so, not coming to PlayStation. So I was actually going to say that because again, like when I mentioned earlier, we have like Machine Games who do does Wolfenstein, Arcane, which is doing Dishonored, Deathloop, all of those games. I think they did Prey as well. You have uh, is it ID or ID? I always I never know. I think it's ID. ID I've heard yeah. it said both ways. So ID does Doom, uh, Obsidian did Outer Worlds, uh, Pillars of Eternity. They did a Pillars of Eternity, right? Yep. Yeah, so they're doing a ton of games. They're doing the Avowed game, which is pretty much going to be 100% exclusive to Xbox at this point. So uh, that's the it, one that's the Elder. The I'm sorry, um, Pillars of Eternity, but Skyrim, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. the one All that right. kind of pretty much impressed when we saw it. Um, yes. Um, I can never ever remember the name of that game. So yeah, <laughs> that's I why mean, I asked. Obsidian's got a good track record too. I know I yeah. what, took a shot at Outer Worlds when I think the Thummies of this past year, but I actually did really like the game and I kind of wanted yeah. to play it. Yeah, it's uh, good. Corey said something that I wanted to pick at him for, but sure. Yeah, so like I, I feel like I like when this happened, I kind of glossed over this because I have all of the platforms. So really, it doesn't affect me too much. And a lot of Bethesda's games haven't been winning me over of late. So, um, We'll talk about like their act, like what they added to Game Pass and Nibble Bits because we have a lot to talk about in Nibble Bits too with uh, Game Pass editions. But yeah, so another interesting thing that was said was um, they're delivering great exclusive games uh, for platforms where Game Pass exists. 
So this also says to me, Game Pass is coming to more than just PC because why word it that way? Yeah. So, I mean, at least for right now, Game Pass is on Xbox, PC, and now it's on Android. I don't know if it's eventually coming to uh, iOS. Uh, Maybe you can eventually get it on like your iPad or stuff like that, you know? To me, I I would say iOS is definite, and then Switch will get it at some point. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like Sony will never get it because it's more on Sony's end than Microsoft. Sure. Because we've talked about like what the three like gaming heads have kind of been going for. Sony's been going for the single player hardcore exclusive yeah. experience. Because when you look at it, Microsoft hasn't put out a good exclusive in a, in a while, in my opinion. They don't chart very well. I don't even know the last Microsoft game that charted it's always either nintendo uh and those are like event games too like yeah. animal crossing any mario game any zelda game like those are events that everybody's a part of and then sony always sells well because that's what they do that's what they go for and then microsoft went off in this weird direction where they're trying to do game pass and trying to solidify it's like the netflix approach netflix lost a lot of yeah. money trying to do that when they built up a catalog uh but now they're making money and it seems like game pass well, it's not profitable right now. I feel like has really good. I mean, Microsoft doesn't care right now. They're looking more long term. I mean, they're one of the biggest corporations in the world, so they yeah, can take they, hits. They did try to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold and got got crushed. Yeah, they did. <laughs> which, which, fine, you know. How, did we talk about that? Like, I didn't I like it, but I understood why they did it. So yeah. I wasn't like mad, but yeah, I wasn't mad. I, I mean, I, I haven't, I actually, can, I canceled my, my game pass and my, uh, my Xbox live just cause I haven't, I haven't used it in forever. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the type of thing where I'll, if there's something on it that I want to play, I'll subscribe for a month or two yeah, uh, and then cancel again. Cause yeah, for the, like I was paying all that money and, and not really playing anything on it. Um, I'm limited to only a few games at a time right now cause of, cause of time constraints. So, uh, I didn't subscribe, but yeah, I, you know, it's a great service, but I just, I didn't want to throw, throw away that money. Yeah. And I mean, um, $15 for a month is an absolute steal. If you want to play it, yeah, there's game, a lot it's of gonna stuff. Be 60 or $70 anyway. So, I mean, cause they keep bolstering their game. Like honestly, what every single exclusive is coming to game pass. They've already said that, right? Like that's a thing. Um, so they creep on acquiring these studios and Microsoft's been no stranger to buying studios recently. Um, just because they've, I'm, in my opinion, like seeing what Sony's done and Sony's done the last, the back end of the PS3 to throughout the entire PS4 very, very, very well. So um, it's more like a, uh, an answer, I guess yeah. that Microsoft's doing and they're kind of going in a different direction and trying to get a lot of studios. The one thing that bothers me about this though, is the consolidation of the industry. I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't like seeing Sony and Sony is guilty of this too. Um, they've done it with gorilla um, and other studios. I mean, square Enix is basically a shill for Sony at this point. Um, right. Cause they're, cause I mean, Final Fantasy six is coming or 16 is going to be coming to PlayStation. Um, so they're, they're doing the same thing. I don't like when studios or uh main companies start buying out other companies like this because i feel like 
it's good for the developers because they get a lot of money up front right away to do this sort of thing. But I also worry about long-term health of um, everything going to Sony or Microsoft because Nintendo doesn't really buy studios. No, they have their own and then, you know, they'll, they'll contract out their IPs to other studios uh, like with, with uh, Hyrule Warriors games, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I I don't love it. And it's, it's mostly because of what like an EA has done with a, a studio like Bioware. Yeah. Uh, if it, I, I'm hoping that's the model of what not to do with a, a good studio. Uh, and I hope like the, the bigger companies and or publishers take note, like Bioware got dragged through the mud, you know, uh, with, with, with Anthem and, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition was, was fine. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda was was not great. Um, you know, Mass Effect Three had its had its issues, but by and large, you know, EA has has mostly squandered the talent at Bioware, mm-hmm. um, much like they did with all the Star Wars games, outside of maybe one or two good Star Wars games. So that's that's my concern with with the bigger companies buying up these studios. If they're allowed to make their games and be creative and stuff, I think that's all fine and dandy. Like you said, uh in a lot of cases the influx of money in these studios uh can can allow them to to do things that they weren't otherwise capable of doing. Yeah. Um, but I I just hope that doesn't come with with too high of a price tag, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And like, obviously, as we're not industry insiders, so it's really hard for us to have kind of an idea of the ramifications that kind of happen behind the scenes. Because I really like I don't understand game development literally at all or how these back end deals work, because just uh, it's not I'm not a business person. I've never been I more of a looking at a consumer side. And a lot of times when like look at I look at our Internet situation up here in upstate New York, it's pretty much owned by one company and guess who's not incentivized to do anything to be helpful yeah. that oh, internet God. company. Yeah. Me and Corey were comparing, uh, this is an aside, but, uh, we were, cause we have 5g phones and our 5g internet speed is far faster than our land, our wired speed that we pay a lot of money for. Yeah. And the ping is not that much higher. Yeah. So, there you go, and that's 5G cell service from T-Mobile for me, AT&T for for Corey. Yeah, it's like it's, it, the I don't know what, where these companies think they can get away with this sort of stuff because yeah. as soon as that's a viable option, I'm I'm taking it. If, if the ping is not, is going to be fine, even if it it's not super as quite as stable, but if it stays relatively low, like that's fine, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, I mean. Talk, like now that this like deal has gone through, like Bethesda games are now pretty much all on Game Pass. Uh, they're all getting 60 frames uh, updates, 4K updates, and stuff like that. So uh, one thing I do got to commend Microsoft on is they're doing a good job making sure that there is next gen updates to a lot of their games. And it's one thing that I wish Sony was a little bit more on the ball with because I mean, how many times have you heard uh, an Xbox game uh, that's backwards compatible got a 60 yeah. frames 4K update? I've heard it quite a bit. And like I'm uh, sitting there, like it's baffling to me that like I know Ghosts of Tsushima and God of War have done it, but like kind of I think it's unacceptable that a game like Horizon Zero Dawn hasn't had it. Final Fantasy VII isn't coming till June. Did The Last of Us Two get 
anything for the new gen. Yes, yeah, so I don't. That that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, and I remember reading a story where Sony told Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch, "Hey, have next gen ports ready for the PS5 um, huh. because we need these games to be able to do both." And Ghost was right on the ball. Immediately yeah. got it and had it, um, which is a game I'm going to go back and play. But I mean. My Xbox is doing a really good job with that. And I feel like they own a lot of studios now and they have a lot of power to be able to constantly pump out pretty high caliber games. It's a matter of fact, if they actually are able to do it, cause it's a lot, I'm sure it's a lot to manage <laughs> to do all those studios as, as one company of Microsoft to do, because really like you've got fable being made right now, you have obsidian making a Skyrim like game. Essentially, you now have Bethesda who's going to be doing fallout elder scrolls, starfield, um, and then you own um, games like doing uh, Machine Games going to be doing um, Wolfenstein. You have a lot of studios to be able to do a lot of different things now. So Sanua 2 is coming out. Sanua 2. Or Hellblade 2. Hellblade 2. Sanua's. From Ninja Theory. What's the subtitle? What's the subtitle for the new, the new Hellblade game? I don't know. I'm not going to be able to think of it. <laughs> That's why I ask. Um, it's going to bother me unless I look it up. Sanua's Saga. Saga. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so like you have, they have a lot. And honestly, theoretically, they should be able to deliver a lot of really awesome games. going to be interesting to see if they're actually able to do it. Because, <laughs> I mean, Sony, it, the new consoles have not put out games like they really haven't sony did demon souls and miles morales good job yep they haven't really done anything since they have uh returnal coming out the end of next month and then uh ratchet and clank i believe is after that but it's not a lot um xbox has done nothing yeah <laughs> literally nothing so really like these i think these companies both need to start getting some games out the door here pretty soon. And I think, I think Starfield is going to be the first one for Microsoft. I still have a feeling that it comes out late this year or early next year. It's why I don't really feel bad for missing out on this gen. I was, I was on the fence before it came out. Like do you know, cause the only thing I was, would have been able to get was, was the Xbox series S. Yeah. Um, I'm like, dude, uh, uh, but I didn't end up missing anything. So, Honestly, like people are mad that they're not putting out games. It's like, how many are, is this everyone's first time? I'm wondering if it is people's <laughs> first times being an early adopter to the consoles. Cause you remember yeah. how barren the Xbox one PS5 it was worse. Than That's this. why I traded, ended up trading in my PS4. Cause the, yeah. there was nothing to play on it. It literally collected dust for, a, I play, I think the game I played the most on it was don't starve. Yeah. Same. I had already <laughs> played a ton on PC yeah dan we couldn't play backwards compatible games for either at that time i know backwards and a lot of people don't care about backwards compatibility but that's always super important to me because i like to go back and play the games that i love um that uh, that's part of the reason why having a computer is so amazing because you know games i bought in 2011 uh to play on pc i can still boot up at any time i want you know uh, Nintendo will eventually get around to getting their older <laughs> games on their system and I will buy them. But, you know, it's it's like anything that I want to play on PC, I can still play on PC, you know? Yeah. And like, it's funny. People are really like talking in 
about how it's ridiculous that there hasn't been any games. And like, I remember back to the Xbox one PS4 days where there wasn't backwards compatibility. We were literally like screwed on like being able to play stuff. And like, I look back to, I just played days gone and Ben studio put out a 60 frames, PS five update, all that stuff, fixed bugs, all of that jazz. And I'll be talking about that game later, but guess what? I got to play that game and got to enjoy it. And it was a game that I completely missed last gen. And there's other my or, uh, other Sony games that I completely missed last gen that I'm able to play. Like Detroit uh, Become Human is going to be one of them that I play. So like I missed a lot of Sony's exclusive games because I didn't have a PlayStation 4 for a little bit because I sold mine. But I'm going to be able to play all those PS4 games, which is amazing. So that's like getting me through this. And I also really like replaying old games too. Uh, like I'm going to do another playthrough of the Assassin's Creed game. So like, I'm okay with being able to wait for these games right now because I'm able to go back and play, but it's like, there is stuff to play. Like a lot of people, uh, I was talking to Johnny today and he was talking about, I was like, man, there's no games. And it's like, Johnny, you haven't played Final Fantasy seven remake, ghost of Tsushima, persona five, God of war. Like you have a lot of games that you can go back and play that you haven't played. Like that yeah. have, yeah, cause he didn't, he updates. never had a PS4, right? He bought mine, but then he didn't like playing 30 frames games. Oh, sure. It's like, guess yeah, what? Be, God, being a PC gamer, yeah, you you're spoiled it, with that. Exactly. I mean, he plays WoW on 700 frames per second, so yeah. so everything just runs as smooth as can be because that game was made in 2000. But yep. so it's just like, like you have these games now that are at 60 frames. Like, go jump in and play them. Like, they're all awesome games. So like. I feel like a lot of people are like who are complaining about it. like there is stuff to play. It's just you unless you're an avid gamer, like I listen to a lot of video game podcasts now and they've played all these games already, so they're kind of annoyed. And I get that, but I don't think everybody's playing all of these games all of the time. Like yeah. I don't have the time to play these games right now, and I'm like working my way through them like one at a time. And like I can't imagine other people have had had the time to go play all of these awesome games that were on the last gen. So they're they're there um you just gotta be patient with the the new consoles i feel like we're gonna be we're gonna start getting some awesome stuff uh second half of this year sure hopefully but yeah dan any other thoughts on yes i do let's hear it um the one upside of this is something is possible that no one before would have thought was possible and that's another fallout new vegas oh yeah because bethesda and obsidian are both under the same parent company now so yep i can hope i i think they should do it yeah why not it, well it makes it i wonder because outer worlds is like fallout it's and very much about like is like yeah. is like elder scrolls so is microsoft gonna let them have their own competition within each other or are they just gonna be like all right obsidian you're scrapping outer worlds now and you're just gonna make a new fallout game because Elder Scrolls, whatever six is it is what six years yep. away, seven years away. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know, I they they and they announced it like three years ago, didn't they? Yeah. Two years ago was it? Yeah. Or was it? I don't know. Was it last year? It, can't, it couldn't have been last year. Maybe it was. It was when E. It was when E 3s were going on. So it was two E 3s Like we've had two years with no E 3s So it was twenty eighteen. It was just one year, right? It was just last year. I think it was so I think there was nothing at one E3 because they were like, oh, look at all the stuff. Starfield, Elder Scrolls, we're working on them. And then like and then I think there was a year of nothing. And then there was a year where it was silent because they didn't have it. That's right. So I think it was 18. But. But yeah, so 
I, I'm with you. I hope they have them make a, a fallout game like that. Someone's got to see it. Because it. Bethesda's pumping out games every four years, I think is their cycle. Three, four years is how long they usually take, and they're pretty methodical on that. Like yeah. we're we're not gonna see Fallout for a while, I would guess, especially after Fallout 4 sucking. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean it's interesting times. It's gonna I'll be very curious to see how this all happens because this could be really good and I think the consumer could win big time with this, but you know what? Game Pass's value could go up. Uh, and people aren't going to want to hear that, but I feel like that's something no one's talking about. Yeah. I think everyone just assumes it's staying $15 for ultimate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do a price increase at any point. I mean, at some point probably, but I, my bold prediction is next year. They're going to try and do a price increase on game pass. that They have to, even if it's just like five bucks. Yeah. Cause like you look at movies, like, are they as expensive to make as games? Do you know? Um, I would guess it's probably similar. Similar? Yeah. I wish we had Corey here for that because he would be able to tell us a little bit because like... Yeah, I have no I have no idea what it costs to make a movie. No idea. Yeah. So I'd be... If anybody knows in the chat, like Beardless, let, it, let us know. But um, I don't know. I just feel like that you're losing out on something that's sold for 60 or $70 and you're charging 15 and adding... St- a lot of 60 to 70 dollar games to it yeah. like i don't know i just feel like they're losing that losing out on a lot of money so uh-huh all right let's get into nimble bits shall we yeah let's do it uh i'll let you go first because i know you will roll this into game pass games there's some new game pass announcements i don't know if that's what you wanted to touch on yeah there. so we have a lot of stuff being added um Undertale is being added to Game Pass tomorrow, which uh-huh. that was the 15th. So it is on there. Uh, Corey's favorite game. <laughs> then we're going to have all of Bethesda's backlog basically has been added, like Fallout 76, Skyrim, Dishonored, Fallout, uh, well, Fallout 4 got um, updated um, for 60 frames, 4K, all that. Prey got added, Dishonored 2, all of those games are added on there. Um, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Morrowind, Oblivion. All got new updates and also Outriders, the game coming out in like two weeks at this point. Um, the new looter shooter that uh, people have been really liking is going to be added to Game Pass. I'm pretty happy about that because I was going to buy it on PC, but guess who gets to save $60 now? I do. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like this greatly helps that game. I mean, who isn't going to play it now? Yeah. So that was a great move and people can fly. I hope they, I really hope this game's good. So. I've been wanting to play a game like this. Um, let's see. That's it for Game Pass. Um, do you have anything outside about Game Pass, Dan? No. Um, I mean, there's a few other games on there. Uh, so the March headliners, Near Automata on PC, Octopath Traveler. On Xbox, oh, yeah, yeah. And Empire of Sin. Uh, let's see. It's hard to see what else. Oh, that's not going to help. It looks like, oh, Star Wars Squadrons. Which is actually one I really want to try. It's coming to the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and 
all the Pillar- sports games too. Pill- Pillars of Eternity Deadfire is going to be on there. So it's good stuff coming to Game Pass. Yep. Pretty awesome. Um, some other quick hitters that I have, Dan. Uh, Halo Infinite will not have the dual wielding mechanic or playable elites, um, which is going to be interesting. I'm kind of excited to see what uh, Halo Infinite turns out to be. I think the game could be pretty awesome, but uh, I know people weren't happy about the no dual wielding and no elites. Um, next, we're getting a Dying Two, Dying Light Two update this week, apparently from Techland. Um, I mean, we haven't oh, cool. heard about this game in forever. Yeah, that was one I was really excited for. Yeah, so interesting, Dan. I've been listening to an Xbox podcast recently, and they talked about how much of a mess it is behind the scenes at Techland trying to make oh, this game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I guess the management is really, really poor for it. Huh. Um, so that's why it's been taking forever to come out. So apparently Wednesday, March 17th, which is tomorrow, St. Paddy's Day, we will be getting a new update about that. Uh, Jade Raymond has founded a new studio called Haven Studios and is apparently working on a new IP for PlayStation. Um, we've talked about Jade Raymond on this podcast before because she used to work for Ubisoft. So, Yep, she was one uh, of the Assassin's Creed. Uh, what oh, what am I looking for? God, my creative, creative leads. Yeah, she, yeah, she kind of spearheaded that whole thing. And at, people love the old style of Assassin's Creed. So, yeah. We'll see what she comes up up with. And last but not least, this I found this kind of interesting. Uh, Sony put out something today saying the um, they have the achievement or the trophy for when you like complete the game for all of their games. So they said sent this out on like what's the most completed games for them. So I'm gonna run through all of them really quick uh-huh. uh, from least completed and the like the top tier. Of like the most completed. You got Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 19.8. Watch Dogs 2 at 24.9. Red Dead Redemption 2 at 28.2. Death Stranding at 28.6. The Witcher 3 at 29.8, which I found interesting. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey at 30%. Horizon Zero Dawn at 34.1%. Days Gone at 34.7. Far Cry 5 at 36.7, Assassin's Creed Origins at 38.2, and then the top two, Ghost of Tsushima was completed 50.2% of the time, and Marvel Spider-Man's 50.8% of the time. So, uh-huh. okay. um, a little interesting that Ghost of Tsushima and Marvel Spider-Man are getting completed half the time. That's actually pretty good for uh, how gamers are. Gamers uh-huh. do not, uh, I know a lot of people who buy games, me, myself included, and never end up beating them. So, um, yeah, uh, I was not surprised by games like The Witcher 3 because they made Cyberpunk shorter because of that. So, right. Um, but yeah, Beard- that was a little interesting little factoid thing. Yeah, Beardless says on the cost to make a video game slash movie, uh, the budgets can be pretty comparable, but very few developers can meet the budget of larger film studios. It's also really hard to gauge since game companies don't have to report development budgets. Yeah, it's a good point. I re- I feel like you really only hear about like uh like Rockstar games and how much they cost to develop. Mm-hmm. Uh or like an Anthem. Like I feel like you only hear about AAAs and what 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 the cost of development was for them. Um, and for even that old- it was just just a handful of games. Also for older games you hear too because I remember uh I was listening to 
that's probably why I think I was watching a YouTube video and obviously you can take uh, a YouTube YouTubers word at whatever, but usually they're like, I was watching one on Final Fantasy seven and they knew the budget for the game, uh, the original Final Fantasy seven. So uh-huh. um, I think for older games, people seem to know what around what the budget was for those games. So at least the critically acclaimed one. So, but yeah, that's interesting. I, you never really hear about how much games take to make unless as no. you said, it's rockstar. They like to let us know. <laughs> yeah yes they do <laughs> um okay i got a couple here kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning is on the switch as of today uh i've been meaning i want to actually play this on switch i feel like that's a good fit uh but i wanted to see how it ran first i'm gonna i'm gonna watch if if like digital foundry does a video on it, i'm gonna watch that and if if the performance is good enough uh, even if it's 30 frames, as long as it's a consistent 30 frames and not not obnoxious in its frame rate, I might might end up getting it on that. Um, just to play it handheld, it's a little easier to play stuff on on the Switch as opposed to anything else. Yeah, so, that was a disappointing remake, though. I yeah. will say. Yeah, from what I've heard, I I I downloaded it and played it on PC ever so briefly uh, after you bought it. Well, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't keep playing. Uh, it's one of those things I think my expectations were a little bit higher than what um, they should have been. Sure. So I think they pretty much said that it wasn't going to be too much different. And I was still excited, but yeah, whatever. I'll return to it. It's better to have a more optimized uh, experience than the, the one on the 360. So sure. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's everything um yeah all right uh how was your week will pretty good just been working a lot uh i get my vaccine tomorrow at least the first shot which is Uh cool so start getting that out of the way i was supposed to be april 7th but i between people at work having some issues with it i was just like "Ah, i gotta try to move this up because i really don't want to deal with covid anymore uh-huh. uh and i checked today and there was an appointment up for tomorrow at 10 45 and i was like i'm taking this from an old person i'm so sorry <laughs> so i mean I if got... it's available to you get it you know that's what i said with being where i work it's just like i just want to get it vaccinated asap which sure. will be cool because i'm exactly three weeks out from when I was originally going to get it. So the Pfizer, you take three weeks between shots. So I will get a, be getting my second shot when I was supposed to be getting my first one. So nice. So move up that timetable a bit. bit. Yeah. Which will be cool. I won't have to worry about mom and dad as much. Cause that's really my only worry. If I get sick, I get sick, whatever. I'll just lay in bed, but yeah. Uh, I don't want to spread it to two people. Um, Yeah. Dad, Dad had previous health issues too. So, yeah, exactly. The good thing of that about working more, though, is I'm hardly home. So and I know COVID hardly spreads through surfaces. So if I'm hardly around, then yeah. kind of doesn't really make too much of a difference. Sure. Um, but yeah, hopefully I don't die from getting it tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> the, the government nanobots that'll be injected into me. <laughs> sure. Uh, but other than that, I've been playing video games. I'm actually really excited to talk about some games. So yeah, yeah, me too. Um. Me, I don't have a ton going on. I'm, I started selling some of my old stuff on eBay. Uh, and some of the stuff I initially posted wasn't selling. So, you know, you relist or whatever. But uh, I had some old books, uh, video game books that that I've been listing and, and selling. 
So I sold uh, an old Pokemon magazine Ooh. that I got in, I don't know, many, many years ago. And it sold for like 35 bucks. And I sold my old Morrowind, Pro- Morrowind Prophecies uh, Player's Guide for, I think that sold for like 33 uh, So I've been slowly list- listing all that stuff. Um, I'm going to go through and honestly, I have a ton of like old books and stuff that I'm going to tr- try to offload. Um, I-, I keep telling the wife that when, when we're ready to move, uh, I don't want to take anything with us when we move. And I'm looking at ideally about a year from now, like getting ready to move. So uh, I started making motions in that direction to, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where as you, as you, um, as you, uh, you know, as you change your mentality, that kind of shifts everything for you. So yep. I'm so desperate <laughs> to get out of New York that uh, I'm doing anything I can to to make that happen. So, yeah, selling selling old stuff in this house and uh, both making the extra money and getting rid of crap that we have stored uh, is going to go a long way in helping that. So, yeah, every uh, little bit helps, nice. you know. Yeah. I mean, I made uh, probably... I think I made like 130 bucks altogether selling that's really good. a handful of books. So that's really good actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean you what you you said you moved you moved your time frame up, right? What's your what when's your so goal exactly? The initial goal was to be uh, the the thing was Florida by 40. Uh Florida's our top location that we want to move to right now. Uh because I I keep saying that my kids like they would live in a swimming pool if they could. Mm-hmm. Um, we initially wanted to go to Tennessee, like Nashville area, uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Um, but they still get kind of cold in the winter. Um, it's warmer, but not warm enough. Uh, we also have family that live in Florida. Uh, a lot of friends that live in Florida. Uh, we don't know anyone in Tennessee, so it would it's nice to you know have at least a, a little bit of family in florida and 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 like you said we have uh some friends that live in florida so that's our top top choice for now um but yeah it was initially florida by 40 uh but i don't know i was i when the weather hit like when we had nice weather this week i felt like it was it was so nice that i felt like i had been asleep for 4 months like yeah. I, I saw a TikTok of this guy who he's like, you know, you don't believe in seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression <laughs> until you get a nice weather day and you feel like you've been healed by Jesus himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like, I went I'm not a nature person. I went and sat in a park. I smiled at an infant in a in a in a stroller. Uh I was I I don't spend time in nature. Like that's not what I do. I, I waved to I smiled and waved to an old couple that were walking by. He's like, that's a problem, you know? I'm like, that's, that's me. Like I've been depressed for months. Yeah. Finally, when the weather gets nice, you, you wake up, you know, not everybody's like that, but I am, I am very affected by the, by bad weather, by cold weather. It's funny. I'm a huge fan of cold weather. Like I will live in a place that has winter. Uh, That's just kind of how I am. But like, I might be going to Florida too for school, but I was saying to mom today, Dan, and tell me if you kind of get where I'm coming from with this, because we're all naturally introverts. So we like being inside. Yeah. And this past year has been, I've made more money and more growth I've ever made in my life, but I've also 
am doing nothing but play video games but it's like a time warp it's like a black hole so Mm -hmm. time's like speeding by because i'm not really doing anything but playing video games but i'm also like progressing a lot as a it's like a weird dichotomy between the two i can't really explain it effectively yeah i don't know if you feel the same thing but time has just been flying by this past year yeah i honestly once it turned 2020 because because of the covid and being home for for months because i'm like you i like i like being home uh but i i joke like you know the the whole thing was what's the first thing you're gonna do when when uh isolation is is over and i always joke that i'm gonna stay home but i'm gonna make sure everyone else goes somewhere you know because <laughs> because i like my alone time so much yeah i haven't had it in a very long time um but yeah, like I, j- between that, you know, it's just low level like depression stuff and then seasonal de- depression. Uh, but I made it a point starting in 2021 to try to like reverse that. So I've, I've been working on trying to, which is why I, I, I've been selling stuff. I've been investing money. Um, you know, I'm trying to just just right the ship a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to talk about investing and cryptocurrency because i'm fascinated in that whole world right now so that's yeah, the, well, the next thing i was going to talk about yeah like it's, it's interesting because uh, you know as much as i love winter i also go through that same similar thing like i would say probably from january to i le- legitimately was staying up to like four or five six in the morning every day because i wasn't working a ton so i had nothing but time to do video games and stuff and then i would sleep till 11 i didn't really have like a sleep schedule and it was actually making me miserable more yeah. so with the weather not doing anything so i started making it a point where i go for a walk every day that i don't work mm-hmm. outside for about an hour it's like a three mile walk and then like just fixing my sleep schedule so like now i'm sleeping by like 12 12 30 and waking up by like nine and that's been a huge huge game changer for me um obviously this isn't a thing that works for everybody because everybody's different but it's something that's really helped me and actually saved the rest of the winter months for me because if i was still doing it i would be a mess because it was just like i'm not i literally so i played days gone dan last Uh night until four or five in the morning because i was trying to beat it and then i woke up today at like 11 and i felt like garbage because i had slept in and missed almost the entire morning and i was like i this is why i stopped doing what i was doing because and i've lost out on game time because of that but i think i'm willing to sacrifice a couple hours of game time now just to be more more functioning at this point so so yeah it's interesting you say that because as much as i love winter yeah i was also dealing with a lot of that like just being blah yeah every day yeah and you know we had a couple nice days and then, then it snowed today um which was awful and it's been freezing like it's it's 30 degrees but there's like 40 mile an hour winds Mm -hmm. so it just just seeps into any like gap you have in your clothes you know it see it gets in your neck and oh just it's awful and also for some reason and i can't explain why 30 in springtime feels way colder than like five degrees winter time yeah, I agree. And I, once I, once we thought out that that those couple nice days where it was almost seventy, one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's just now it's like way worse than when it was like it's coldest during this winter for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know if it's just because it's damp because everything's melted. But yeah, because I I hate early spring. I really do. Yeah, 
probably my least favorite. I just hate when everything's muddy and gross. That's what it is. It's all brown and gray. Everything's still not. There's no leaves on the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Once, I'm with once, you. Once we get to like middle end of April, I start being like, all right, here we are. Yeah. We will get a snowstorm in April, but. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> um, was it last year we were getting snow in May? Um, or was it late April? Yeah, I don't know. We got a late snowstorm last year. Definitely. I don't I just or was it two years ago? Because I just remember being like, what is going on? It's almost it's May and we're yeah. getting snow squalls like. Yeah, it was a, it was late. I just remember being like, what is going on? Just give me summertime. Luckily, it's supposed to be 53 tomorrow on St. Patty's Day here. So that's good. Perfect. Yeah. I get my nanobots injected and then I go to work. Have a few beers to wash it down, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll be serving them to people. Sure. Uh, it, is St. Patty's Day like a thing at, at Dos Rios? Um, With it so being in, a, like a Mexican food restaurant? I, yeah, we generally try to do stuff like that. We, like There'll be something going on, I guarantee. I mean, I was saying to you uh, in our family group chat that we have a thing in parade called Parade Day in Binghamton, which is around St. Patty's Day. It's basically where all the... All the 18-year-olds from college go out drinking on the streets, and there's a St. Patty's Day parade, yada, yada, yada. Um, but we had that last weekend. Obviously, it was all canceled because of COVID, but like we had normal service as is. And some people dressed up in green and kind of went out to like drink and stuff like that. But one of the owners brought in one of the bagpiping bands. It was like 15 people, and they came into the restaurant and played a couple songs, which was really cool. Um, actually one of the bagpipers, Dan pulled, we do bottomless mimosas on the weekend uh-huh. and one of the champagne or one of the bagpipers went to one of my tables when he was leaving, pulled out the champagne bottle, took a big swig and then put it back into the, the ice well that was oh. on the table for them and took off. That's <laughs> funny. It's like, uh, cause the table then was like, Hey, like, can we get a new bottle? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe, maybe two years ago that was okay. That's actually uh, what but, they said. Yeah. <laughs> but with COVID, uh, yeah, that's not not cool anymore. Because it was three young college dudes, which was that was fine. They yeah. obviously were cool about it because they got a new bottle. But I said to them, I was like, I respect that move. But I was like, I also said I would have respected it more if they just left with the bottle. Because like, no one's going to tell you to stop. Just yeah. take it and go. Who cares? Yeah. But yeah, he put it back. And those guys were like, yeah, if it wasn't COVID, we'd be all right with it. But uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I'll get you a new bottle. That's funny. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, outside of that. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about cryptocurrency because I've been absorbed into the world of cryptocurrency. Um, still mining Bitcoin uh, with my computer, mining Ethereum mostly, and then getting paid in Bitcoin. Um, and I, I've. I want to talk about the primary investment that I have in, in cryptocurrency, which is a, a token called AMP. Uh, I, I don't know. I came across it because when I, I first got into cryptocurrency with, with Dogecoin, which is, is a joke coin, but I bought a little bit of it. Uh, and that kind of opened up the whole, the whole world of cryptocurrency to me. Um, I still have a little bit of that. Just, just out of curiosity. It's like, I don't know, $5 worth of Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, the one I'm most interested in is called AMP. And what it is, is it's gonna it's a token that is uses collateral to facilitate 
transactions between uh, cryptocurrency. At, so you can use cryptocurrency to buy things at like brick and mortar mortar uh, yeah. stores. So uh, I could use my Bitcoin that I have right now. I could go to Dunkin Donuts and pay with my Bitcoin because uh, usually like what would happen is it takes a long time for those transactions to go through like half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, which you'll, you'll know if you ever like transfer, uh, coins from one wallet to another or off of a wallet into an exchange. Uh, it takes, it takes a while for those to be verified. Uh, obviously if you're going to Dunkin' Donuts to buy a coffee and you're paying in Bitcoin, you don't want to wait 40 minutes for the transaction to process so you can get your coffee. So what it does is it pays in, in amp. So the, the merchant gets their money. Uh, and then once the money goes through, then the amp goes back into the pool. So, uh, it's called the, called the Flexa network. Um, so right now it's a little over two cents per token too. So, uh, I stockpiled over 11,000, uh, of them over the course wow. of like a month, maybe. Um, so now I'm, I'm just, uh, holding on to it. I'm in a dollar cost average, uh, that I'm a dollar cost average Ethereum probably. And then I'm a dollar, dollar cost average Bitcoin, uh, in addition to mining Bitcoin. Uh, and hopefully that leads me to riches. Um, could, could happen. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, I was telling my wife about it. And, uh, so the amp is new too. It just came out in September. So that's why it's so inexpensive right now. Um, uh, so they're, they're apparently working on getting into like Shopify and, and, trying to do like any kind of transaction you can think of uh, to be able to use the Flexa network and the AMP token. Uh, but I told my wife, you know, I have 11,000, like 11,200 or something like that. Um, oh, and also I have them in a, in the Gemini earn. So I earn interest on it. So I earn, I believe it's 2% interest Oh wow. um, on that. So I've already earned like, that's way more than you'll get from any like bank account. Uh, some of them go up to like 7%. If you uh, like uh, Gemini has a, a couple stable coins, uh, which are coins that are pegged to the U.S. dollar. Uh, so if you're looking to like earn interest on money, that's kind of the route to go, because I could get seven percent for any stable coins that I have on Gemini earn. And that's do, doing nothing, you know. Wow. Yeah. So so where do they forecast amp? Like, is it supposed to be a hit? It's 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 hard to tell. People people are really positive on it because of its utility, like what it's could be used for you know yeah um the merchant side of things too the benefit to merchants is so whenever a credit card transaction is processed they take like two and a half three three and a half or four up to five percent per transaction uh and i believe uh flexa transaction is only half a percent so uh if, mm. especially if you're like a small business or any business that wants to not pay visa and mastercard a huge huge fees uh you know uh, amp or uh, tr uh flex of transactions only half a percent so uh that's a good benefit for them i remember actually i didn't know that was a thing uh until i started working where i worked but i wasn't a server at the time i just worked as an expo uh and we implemented that two to three percent onto the bill yeah which I said was a mistake from the start. If they wanted to reflect through that, just raise the prices of the food or whatever. But yeah. they added that at the end. And boy, did that lasted two days because <laughs> almost every single person complained about it. Oh, and sure. Yeah, I get it. I do. Yeah. 
but yeah i mean a lot of places will give you a discount if you pay in cash like especially like uh smaller diners and restaurants like if you pay cash it's it's a lot less or not yeah. a lot less but if you you know that you, you get a little discount they pass that savings on to you yep so cash is king yes it is um so yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah, if, if so, if my amp goes up to a dollar, a uh, dollar per coin, which that's probably a low estimate, conservative estimate, uh, that'll be eleven thousand, eleven thousand plus on a, I don't know, I probably have two hundred bucks in it. So wow, yeah. So we'll see where, make, what happens. You'll make that much, huh? Yep. Hopefully. That's a- that's how people get rich. Yeah. Yes, it is. I hope I, I hope you hit. I, I wish I I wish I had found it earlier, like before it was because I most of my my purchases were between like two and two and a half cents. Yeah, I wish I had found it when it was like half a cent or less than half a cent. And I could have stockpiled a lot more. Um, but yeah, I didn't again get into cryptocurrency until I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah. So. Still, that and stocks are something I want to get into. I'm just haven't pulled the trigger. I also, yeah. when I did my taxes this week, they were asking if I was buying or selling stocks, and I don't want to further confuse myself on doing my taxes. So you have to keep track of all that when you, when you sell. It's a taxable event, so you have to keep track of it and pay pay the pay the extortionist. It's due. Yep, <laughs> I don't think a lot of my friends know that. Oh, really? I uh, well, I know. Probably a lot of them will send you a tax form. Okay. If you do it through like uh, Fidelity or I, th- I think even Robinhood has will send you a tax form. Okay. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't have thought to keep track of all of that if they didn't. It's so. But. Well, yeah, it sounds terrible. Yeah, and uh, you know, people are trying to help themselves you know get a leg up and you're slammed with these huge tax bills and so the the frustrating thing too is uh you know when i was working for instacart uh, you know doing gig economy stuff the tax rate on that is like it it was over 30 percent yeah like what that's i'm I'm trying to help my family with and it's 30 percent like if i was working at dunkin donuts it wouldn't be nearly that you know so Evan confirmed just now. He said that Robinhood does send a tax form. So okay, that makes it yep. way easier. Yes, because if it was each individual one that you had to keep track of personally, yeah. there is absolutely no way I would ever trade. So I know some crypto exchange exchanges do not send tax forms uh, because because it's a new thing. Um, so I, I, some of them do, some of them don't. You just have to know which which do and which don't. New York is very restrictive on their crypto no. exchange exchanges. Uh, I believe there's only three or four that you can use. So, uh, but probably tax forms are something that they have to provide. Uh, you know, if you want to trade crypto in, in New York State. So, gotcha. Okay, but it's 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 fun. It's a fun thing to be involved in uh, because it's so so new. You know, um, I think it's ultimately going to make a lot of people a lot of money too. So, yeah, I, I mean. I feel like we're at the point now where a lot of people can make a lot of money. It's going to be really interesting to see like how the next few years goes with this, because there's so much money to be made in this and how hedge fund people are probably going to hate this. 
Yeah. Uh, they're, I mean, they're already trying to, like, co-opt it, so. No. What, is, what does that the billionaires don't want. <laughs> Wouldn't do that. Elon Musk, he's our, uh, he's our figurehead. Yeah, he really is. The Doge Pope. The Doge Pope. <laughs> I hope that's a Whenever he meme. tweets about Doge, I check the price, and it's always up. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, I remember when the pandemic first hit, my one friend bought, uh, it was called VIX or whatever, which is a stock that measured the amount of fear. Um, and he got it down to the science where when the pandemic hit, whenever Trump spoke, the fear level went down in the market. Uh-huh. And then after it would just build and build and build. And he got it down to the point, like each share like could be anywhere from $300 or like a thousand. Um, and Johnny did this too. Um, uh-huh. but they both bought in and would had it down to a science on when to buy it and when to sell. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Until it buck- bucked that trend. And then one of Johnny sold quick, but my friend lost a lot of money. Oh yeah. Point. Yeah. You've got to set, you've got to set stop losses with, with stocks. Cause otherwise you could lose everything. Yep. Yeah. He, cause he got to the point where he's like, I should just ride this out. Maybe it'll increase. And then it never did. And then he lost a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. Stop losses. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of the same principles that go into crypto trading uh, are also stuff that goes into stock trading. It's very, very similar. Yeah. So I just got to take the plunge. Yeah. Honestly, it's get uh, the Gemini app or get even uh, Robinhood is frowned upon for cryptocurrency because you don't you can't transfer your coins off of it as of as of right now. Uh, so they say if you don't hold the keys to your crypto, you don't actually own the crypto. Uh, but, you know, that's what got me in, interested and involved was when I bought, you know, a few dollars worth of Doge. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of snowballed from there. So, well, so Gemini is good for cryptos um, because that's what they like specialize in. But I've had it on one of them being the guy who I go through with my finances and another mm-hmm. person. They both said just use Robinhood to get started because they make yeah. it really easy for you. It just... is easy. Yep. And then Absolutely. once you like are actually like build up a ton to then transfer like or transfer everything to another platform. Yeah, you can't. I don't I don't believe you can transfer crypto, but you can transfer stocks to a mm-hmm. different platform. Yeah. So I think I might just stick with Robinhood for a bit, even though everyone's mad at them right now. But it's the easiest and to follow. So yeah. I might as well just. I'm not doing anything big. So like all that hedge fund stuff doesn't bother me as much where they're stopping. I know Johnny was telling me that Robin hood was at it again with stopping trades for something, but like buying and selling. And then like it went down, like the app went down and the next thing they knew it was back up a lot. And then Uh people sold again, like really just stuff messing with the whole, yeah all of it. So I don't understand it as much as like you guys would, but he said yeah, that they so, were so, so yeah, they they were unavailable when people would want to go to either sell a lot or buy a lot. Yeah. And and by the time you were able to get back on and, and make your transactions, it was too late, you know. Yep, exactly. So, pretty much. Yeah. So that's frustrating. All right. But I think that's all I want to talk about for my week. Um, I'll keep everyone posted on that definitely uh so let's get into what we played will what did you, you play 
Uh, I played and beat Days Gone finally. Hey. Well, um, thank, thank you. I that game was a lot longer than I expected. I really didn't expect it to be as long as it was because I think I've been playing it for at this point about a month because I beat The Witcher around at this point. So, um, but yeah, I finally played it, and I gotta say that that game was actually really good. I feel like that game got a broad deal and it was because of glitches and everything like that. that the game kind of got um, thrown under the bus for, because there was apparently a really bad launch. I only had one glitch that I saw um, while I was playing through and I played probably close to 50 hours, but um, it was one of the crimes that the game does that buries its coolest mechanic to pretty late in the game, um, which is the hordes. So if you've uh-huh. seen any of the uh, trailers for the game, like there is uh, these things called the hordes, which is their massive like 200 group, like person group zombies where they just charge at you. And like the game's really intense when that happens because like, you're like, Oh my God, you're trying to run. You're trying to run, like get on your bike as fast as you can. And you're being chased by 200 zombies. Cause if you get caught, you're dead. There's yeah. not, nothing else you can do. And at a certain point in the game, like you fight these hordes and that got buried really deep in the game. Uh, and I was kind of surprised by that because I feel like that's the biggest draw into the game. Cause it's literally what they marketed the game on. Um, you can see in all the trailers, but um, that came to play a role later in the game, and that was easily the best part because um, my biggest complaint about the game was the person-to-person fighting that would happen mm-hmm. um, because, like, I wanted to play a zombie game. I wanted to fight zombies. I wanted to deal with the zombies. The last thing I felt like doing was doing generic conflicts between differing tribes or communities or camps or whatever and then like oh here's the heavy enemy shoot him a dozen times oh here's the medium enemy like you have to hit him in this spot to kill him and here's the light enemy he's super fast you're like that was just like i didn't love that part it got pretty tiring especially towards the end of the game because sure you know that's just how these apocalypse apocalypse games end up working but like other than that though like the open world i thought was really well done the dynamic weather system was amazing i would be on the mountains and it would be a blizzard and then like i would go down the hill uh a little bit off the mountain and i'd be like in sunshine uh or rain and like how those elements kind of affect vision with the enemies so they can't see you as well uh, uh-huh. which is another really cool thing that they do and none of the stuff they're doing in this game is groundbreaking obviously but it's all it all worked really well. And like the motorcycle stuff was all amazing. I love being able to ride my, my motorcycle from location to location. Um, I love that part. And like they do one of my favorite things in video games is having like a music montage to gameplay. Sure. And this game did that a couple different times. That I thought was really well done. So nice. um, overall, like I'm pretty high on days gone. I feel like, I think it was sitting at a 71 on open critic. I want to say. Uh-huh. I think that game's a lot better than that that review. So yeah, I've heard good um, things about it actually. Yeah, and I mean that game got from completely... actual like community people and not necessarily review people. Yep. Well, I was constantly looking up how far it was into the game because I started in February, like February. So I was trying to be like, okay, like how long? You know, I'm more like, all right, I need to pace myself out and time everything. So that's what I was doing. But it got to the point where I stopped doing that because I kind of quit for in February and just decided to just play it. And like, I would play, like I play, I haven't played a game until four or five in the morning since like when I was doing that in January in this game. 
I was like, all right, I have a night. Let's stay up and try and beat it. I didn't know how much I actually had left at that point. I, it was a lot longer than I expected, obviously. But like I s- sat there and played through it and I, I loved it. I really did like the game a ton. I think it's another one of those quality Sony um, exclusive games. And just I feel like this game would be really well received on Microsoft um, because they don't have a game that's an exclusive open world game like that. And I mean, sure. this game was a really well done game. So um kudos to them ben studios did do do a good job for the game and i'm looking forward to seeing what they do for days gone too because i bet we'll get one so yeah um nice yeah huge fan of that game so now that kind of opened me up to being able to play things so i decided i'm going to play bowser's fury Uh because um seven hours i guess it's not very long to do a lot of the stuff so i'm going to play that and then go into bravely default too because i really want to get into bravely default too but i'll also be playing persona 5 strikers now more now that i have more time to play because i was trying to get through days gone and i'm also started both bioshock one and assassin's creed origins so nice playing a lot of stuff i'm going to try and do platinum trophies for some games like i'm going to do origins horizon zero dawn ghost of tsushima bioshock one two uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of that stuff. So um, got a lot of game time ahead of me to be playing stuff. So uh, I'm excited to just really dive into stuff. And man, Assassin's Creed Origins, when I started that game today, Assassin's Creed is like is like my favorite franchise right now, just because like there's no game that does better than putting you into the world at the time. Yeah. Because we have no context for ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, or the dark ages like there's very little things to that we have in the way of media to like portray that yeah because i mean i've talked about this before but you know you can read books on it and even watching movies doesn't give you a great picture yeah uh but 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 immersing yourself in the world in in a video game i think does a lot better job of capturing that than than any other form of media yeah and i mean like what games are you in ancient Egypt now? Like there's really no games doing that or a game that's in ancient Greece. Like now we have a little bit more Greek games, like with immortals, Phoenix rising, stuff like that. But like no games doing that. There's nothing in the dark ages ever. So it's like Assassin's Creed. I think I'm always going to be a fan of Assassin's Creed games at this point, just because I'm a huge RPG game fan. Um, And just how they do their style of open world in these Assassin's Creed games is just like right up my alley, like perfectly. I'm a sucker for them. And I think you are too. And I think Corey is as well. So, yeah, I mean, Corey loved Valhalla. I think Corey liked Valhalla more than you and me even at this point, because he could not put that game down and I couldn't either, but uh, I just, they, they know what they're doing and, I'm excited to play more Origins because I played that one only once a while ago. So I'm uh-huh. excited to play through it again. So nice. Yeah, video games, man. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I love video games so much. Me too. How about you, Dan? Fortnite? Uh yeah. So I I also played Bowser's Fury, but we'll save it to you know decide if we want to ultimately do an episode on it. Um played little bit of animal crossing uh but the primary thing i want to talk about is the new season of fortnite uh so it is it, it i believe it's called primal uh or yeah yeah primal primal 
I think it's called Primal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it, it reminds me a little bit of like a mix of Far Cry Primal and then that Far Cry 4 or Far Cry 5 spinoff. What was that called? Primal. No. Far Cry 5 spinoff? Spinoff, or yeah. The Ice Age one? No, the after the nuclear bomb one. Oh, New Dawn, New Dawn. New Dawn, yeah. Reminds yeah. me a little bit of those two like blended together. Because it's like it's like it's tribal type of stuff with like hunting uh, is a big thing in it. Uh, but it's also like a little bit post-apocalyptic. Uh, it's, re- it's actually really cool. Um, so the middle of the Island like that, that was previously sand, like a big, big sand pit is now like uh, kind of lush looking uh, jungles, but with like a orangey tint to it. So it very much makes me think of uh, far cry primal, uh, there's a, a bow that was added back into the game. Uh, they added the pump shotgun back into the game, which I love. Oh. Uh, that was, that's been my favorite weapon for a little while now. Uh, Lara Croft has a skin in this, this season pass. Um, so it's, it's various Lara Crofts. It's the most recent one. And then two of the older, uh, PlayStation exclusive Lara Croft skins. So, okay. uh, very excited to unlock those, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a whole slew of new weapons, uh, and in uh, in previous ones you'd like spend gold bars, but this one's more about collecting uh, crafting supplies and upgrading your weapons through crafting, which I haven't had that much experience with uh, to this point. But one of the things you get to upgrade your weapons is uh, like bones from creatures that you hunt that are wandering around. Um, so wow, it's, it's really cool. Uh, it sounds I'm, way I'm more intricate. It is. It, it, I've it's it's slowly getting more complex uh as the seasons progress uh from what i gather like when when chapter two season one started it was kind of a return it was like simplifying things again uh for a lot of new players myself included that's when i started uh then it's slowly i guess adding some of the complexities like back onto the game so uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really intrigued with, with all that's going on in, in this season. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to play more of it. Actually, we, we, we won our first and only match that we played, uh, which was nice because we, when season five first started, it took us probably two weeks to get our first win. Uh, I don't know why it just took a lot, a long time, but we, we got our first win on our first match. It sounds so. like you're winning more than you're not at this point. I yes, could be wrong. we are. We are, um, which is a nice feeling. I go in expecting to win, which is both good and bad. Uh, it's good because, you know, you kind of gear yourself towards the win and play better. Uh, but when you get eliminated or defeated, it's that much more frustrating. So, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's crazy it's to me stuff. to see how much you've gotten into Fortnite, considering when it first yeah. came out. No, I know. Uh, two years ago, I never would have guessed I I would have any any love for any like for Fortnite. You know, yeah, you'd um, be the last one I would guess to be honest. Yeah, because I was never never really into multiplayer games. I mean, a little bit. Uh, you know, certain things would would draw me in. I I've talked about, but Guild Wars Two, uh, World versus World. I played the crap out of that. Um, Titanfall was actually the first first person shooter. Uh, that yep. I learned with keyboard and mouse uh, that I really liked and played a lot of. And then Overwatch drew me in for a, for a while. I love um, Overwatch. I do, too. It's it's really good. And I, I played it not that long ago, and it's still really fun to play. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, so certain games will will do that for me. Uh, but Fortnite is the one that I've stuck with the longest outside of Guild Wars. So it also helps that your kids like to play. Yes, that is also very helpful. Uh, my daughter specifically, my son likes Fortnite and plays it a little bit, but not not like her. She's like getting good. So, so I, can, I, can, you, I can I can I can consistently rely on her uh, to you know help with it. Towards the end of the last season, she started to get like distracted by things and would wander off without me knowing. Um, but I can usually consistently rely on her to revive me if I get knocked or uh, cover me if I'm I'm you know in a fight. She'll she'll hit a snipe shot from from way behind me, you know. Does she rage when she dies sometimes? Yeah, not as bad as I do. <laughs> is but it yes, really funny? It is funny. <laughs> um, but I usually, you know, I'm usually there to revive her generally. <laughs> um, but it's 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 a lot of fun playing video games with your kids is the best. So, yeah, I imagine that's one of uh, I mean. We grew up with video games and now we get to pass that down. Yep. Yes, do you, we do. Do you know what I was saying? To, I was actually talking to this with one of my friends recently. Um, I used to not be uh, on the, like, I want physical media. But recently I decided, I was thinking, I was like, man, everything I have is digital now. That I have nothing cool to show my kids when I'm older. Like, yeah. look at this. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, I have books, but like most of our movies are all digital. We have a few Blu-rays of stuff that we watch a lot. Um, but yeah, most of our movies are, are digital. Um, I have uh, books are, are one place where I draw the line. I haven't discovered like uh, Kindle books yet. I'd rather have a physical book in my hands. Um, you know, call me old school in that fashion. But yeah, <laughs> I, I can't do the, the Kindle thing yet. So. Uh, but yeah, anything else like and I was always that's not true. Nintendo Switch games, too. We also buy physical, uh, but mostly because it's easier to pass those around. You know, if it's yeah. something the kids are going to play, we have four switches, so uh, we don't want to. Other than like Animal Crossing is the one game that we have uh, a lot of digital copies of. But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's share, game sharing policy isn't as good as other companies, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, even if it was, like, I don't know if I'd be able to share it with, you know, three other Switches in addition to mine, you know? That's a, that's a lot. That's true, too. So, And we're only going to add to that, you know, once my twins get a little older. I'm sure they're going to want to be into video games. Uh, my yeah. One of my twins is really into Pac-Man right now, so... Which one? He's our Milo. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he loves Pac-Man. You should show them in Super Smash Pac-Man. Oh, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. You're right. He'll love it. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a Pac-Man plushie and he plays Pac-Man on his on his tablet. So oh, that's really cool. Yep. So anyway, uh that's all I played. Like I said, outside of uh Bowser Sphere. I played a little more Super Mario 3D World too. I don't really have a lot to say about that game. It's it's excellent, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have not yet played it, if you didn't, because a lot of people didn't have a Wii U, um, but a lot of people have a Switch. So if you missed out on that one on the Wii U, definitely get it for the Switch because it's really good. It's also a great one to play uh, couch co-op. And then it has B- Bowser's Fury on it, too, which is a you know standalone game, um, which is also really good. So 
I'm just going to double check Fury. make sure we don't have any feedback. I think Bowser's Fury is a template for the next Mario game. I'm thinking I was thinking that too, yeah. All right, it looks like we're good on feedback. We don't have anything new, so word. Um so for next week's episode, hopefully we return to Monday. We didn't end up recording uh last night because I texted Will like half an hour before we we're going to start. I'm like, "Hey, Will, got any ideas for something we could do for a backup?" I didn't end up playing as much Bowser's Fury as I had wanted. Uh, I was like, well, we'll just we'll switch till Tuesday and we'll talk about Microsoft Bethesda. So I was like, perfect. Uh, But I would like to get back. You know, hopefully we can record Monday night next week. Um, I do want to do something for the one year of Animal Crossing. I don't know if that will be next week or the week after or if we'll do Bowser's Fury for next week. Either way, we'll have something for you next Monday. We can do a one year for next week. I just yeah, I I want to have the wife on. I don't know. I've got to plan it out with her because yeah. our our youngest is does not sleep well and you cannot put him down ever. So uh, <laughs> it makes it a little difficult. Allison's now, having so that we'll same see. issue too. Yeah. I don't know. What Sounds it is. terrible. <laughs> not going to lie. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really fi- fine for the most part. The, the not sleeping, you know, is, is an issue in, in itself. You know, I'm, I'm used to it because my daughter was like that uh many years ago yeah so it's it's not new uh it's also number five so you kind of get used to it it's just frustrating it's hard to get anything done because i like i can't put him down for more than two minutes and i need to carry him all the time when you have one hand it's hard to do anything you can't bend over too much you don't want to throw out your back yeah uh, because he's a like a 20 20 pound bowling ball (laughs) um so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, hey, if you're ever in a predicament where you're like, hey, I'm not going to have the prep done for the episode, just let me know because I'll I'll let you know something. Yeah, I'll let you know sooner. And that was Um, the only reason why I delayed it. I wanted to read a little bit more about the Microsoft Bethesda thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So, yeah, next week will be either Bowser's Fury or um, Animal Crossing, like one year. Uh, One year recap, one year anniversary one year celebration one of those you know all those so yeah all right anything else will no that's it all right well that'll do it for episode 389 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan and i'm will thanks for listening and get out of my basement one two three four five